Welcome to the Indie Flicks Podcast. This is your host, Alan, and this week I am blessed. My man, David Sumner, welcome. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. My pleasure, Alan. So I got the opportunity to see your film and uh, just had to have you on, man. Oh, my goodness. I, we'll, we'll talk about the film here in a second because it's it's a doozy, man. So um, I got a couple questions for you. So what inspired you to get into the film industry? Well, when I was a child, I always wanted to get into film. And then I became an adult, um, did a couple of filmmaking classes and decided to go into something more practical, or at least I thought. Um, <laughs> and uh went into the army and basically bounced around doing a whole bunch of stuff and then came back into the army uh, uh, back in 2019. I was like, you know what? It's time for me to settle down. So it was either, so I thought about buying a house, but then I thought, you know, wait a minute now, if I can get enough money to buy a house, I can get enough money to make a movie. And that's something I've always wanted to do. So oh, here yeah. I am. I And I would like to say what a great choice you made. <laughs> Yeah, and you said it before. Uh, how long uh, have you been filmmaking? You say, uh, how long have I been filmmaking? Well, I went to film school in uh, 2016. Made a couple short films there. Didn't make any anything since uh, then. Uh, in uh, early 2020, decided to uh, make a feature film, and uh, filmed it in October of 2020. And um, now it's. Uh, being distributed so uh, and, that's basically it yeah that's awesome and you referring to the film reset yes i am okay so reset your first feature film it is awesome man and I, are your short films available for uh people to see they're on my youtube channel okay okay also and, my website nice and if you can you know uh, see me the the links to both of those and i can put it on uh put it in the description uh, and everything for the uh, people can click on and show their support and watch your uh, short films, as well as this film Reset. I, I, I got to talk about this film Reset. Look, mm -hmm. <laughs> I love mysteries and thrillers and obviously horror and stuff like this. This is right up my alley. You guys did a fantastic job with that movie. I appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, you liked it. Yeah, 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 definitely did. It's one of those movies that, uh, we talk about all the time, man. If you know, if you're not yelling at the screen, then the people didn't do it right. And I'm yelling at the I'm yelling, yelling at the screen. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, it's just one of those movies that it, it it pulls you right in, it draws you right in, and you can't wait to see what happens next. I, I try not to give it away, especially when we was doing the podcast and was talking about it. I was doing my best not to tell the end. The ending, I loved it, man. Good job. Oh, thank you. You know, so um, when you first started out, obviously, like, especially with this being your feature film, what roadblocks, roadblocks did you face? Well, um, so I knew the basic process of making a short film, and uh, I uh, essentially just scaled that up. As far as roadblocks, um, I would say my number one roadblock was my own lack of experience. Um, Indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, once... Uh, uh, in early 2020, once I had the script finished and I had most of the production packet finished, I was able to raise the money uh, pretty e easily because I had a really good credit score and almost no debt. So right, uh, right. 
Yeah, I would say that 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 was just it. You know, definitely there was definitely a lot of uh, two steps forward, one step back kind of thing going on. (laughs) Well, at least you still, even though you didn't have experience in making a feature film, you still had experience making the short film. So all of that, you know, comes in into play as well. So that helps out, right? Oh, absolutely. The process of making the feature film was the same as the basic process of making the short film. It was just scaled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it scaled up tremendously. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am um, in the process now getting mine produced, and yeah, it's a doozy. <laughs> We're um, on the final stages of editing the, the screenplay, and it's ready to go. We're making the pitch deck now, so it's all good. I'm, I'm loving it, but yeah, it's like way bigger than just making a regular short film. What other genres uh, are you interested in making outside of uh, the horror or thriller genre? I'd love to make an action movie. I, I didn't have any oh, yeah. kind of budget to do that, but I would love to make uh, an action movie. I, I grew up on, you know, all the Schwarzenegger movies, the Lethal Weapon movies, yeah. all the diehards. Um all the diehard ripoffs. Um, <laughs> so, exactly. I, I, yeah, I love the uh, I love the old style of action films um, way better than a lot of the stuff. Although I really do like uh, the John Wick movies, you know, yeah. obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, there was like a period there for like ten or twelve years where there were just like no good action movies being released. Right. The, the only good action movies were superhero movies, exactly because. At, because every other action movie was just like shaky cammed all to hell. And you can't see nothing going on. And by the time they finish with all that shaky cam crap, your eyes and your head hurt. It's like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's just one of those things. Yeah, I don't mind as long as they do it correctly. But when they're literally shaking the camera, you know, they a lot of people, they do that to hide uh, editing and bad cinematography or bad mm. stunning stunts, you know, but you can't trick us, right? <laughs> yeah. So up to date, uh, how many films have you made so far, including those short films? Like you said, you met the one, which is reset, the one feature film. How many uh, short films you said you've done? I think like three or four short films. One of them, A Witch in Salem, which is a 20 minute, uh, thesis film i really liked it but that's actually not available for viewing right now because i have to re-edit the audio because every person who's watched that movie has told me the audio is shit so i've got to re-edit that (laughs) um yeah but uh that that'll you know sometime in like a year or two maybe i'll be able to do that but uh for now yeah but it's basically just like three or four small short films um there's yeah it's basically just reset is the only one that's easy to really watch yeah man absolutely so like um have you made any runs and uh, film festivals or anything i did i submitted it to a bunch of film festivals i wasn't able to attend any of them but that was actually one of my um parts of uh, inexperience coming along because i for some reason i had it in my head that it had to go through the film festival circuit before i could try to distribute it and so that essentially delayed distribution of the movie by something like nine months and that goes back to that inexperience thing that i was talking about before um the movie won a bunch of awards uh from uh a lot of smaller more independent film festivals so that's definitely good news 
Heck yeah, that's still good news. So congratulations. I mean, hard work pays off, right? Heck yeah, man. That's still a good thing, though. I mean, no matter how big or small the uh, the film festivals are, you know. Uh, so like I said, you know, how did you come? I want to talk about uh, Reset. How did you come up with the idea for that movie? Well, I uh, knew I wanted to make a thriller. I knew that I was going to have a very limited budget. And so um, that was sort of one thread. Another thread was me trying to come up with a realistic idea for what would happen if somebody was actually kidnapped by an experienced serial killer. It's, <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you're, you're going to die. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah right. <laughs> yeah. And this was a way for the character to die, but then, uh, you know, learn from that. So, right. You know, and I got to watching it. Uh, I kind of got that. Uh, what's the name of the movie? Happy Death Day feel uh, from yeah. it, you know. So which to me, I, I absolutely love that movie, Happy Death Day. So is that what's inspired you as well? So I actually uh, uh, wrote the basic outline for the movie before uh, I heard of happy death day um nice. so i was kind of disappointed i was like ah oh, shit <laughs> i was hoping my movie would come out first before somebody else would figure this out but uh, <laughs> nope, they got to it first they got to it first of course because they had millions of millions and millions of dollars they probably heard you sitting there talking to somebody about it it's like hmm we got a couple million dollars let's go do that real quick well um yeah, I hardly tell anybody about my movie ideas until they're written. So, uh, yeah, buddy, you know, I know that's right. <laughs> it's just like a, you know, it's a Dante's Peak volcano or a deep impact Armageddon type situation. Right, right. <laughs> but, but the uh, great thing, but the great thing is that movies are very different in terms of tone and execution. Oh, um, that I think they absolutely stand up on its own. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100 uh, percent. We're talking to David Sumner, the award winning filmmaker, uh, writer, director for the film Reset. We just discussed a couple weeks back, a couple episodes back. So with Reset from script to screen, how close did it match? You know, like did it come to the original idea? You know, you got to go through your script editing and things like that. But how close was it to the original? It was fairly close. Um, there were a few things um, in the original script. Uh, Danielle, the uh, young girl who gets kidnapped, uh, she actually trashes the house a lot more. And she starts <laughs> like, uh, as she she actually like cuts through the drywall. And nice. uh, but when, yeah, but when it came down to crunch time, I was like, oh, shit, I can't afford that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I know <laughs> that's what we was talking about. I was like, man. Uh. It must have didn't have the budget to bust out the window, but I would. That's just one of those things, man. You you want to do it, you writing it, you have, you're ambitious with the idea, but it's just like come down to being able to financially execute it. But you guys still did a good job. See, and I, the reason why I love it so much is because it's one of those things that okay, we don't have a budget, so how do we still execute what we're trying to accomplish? You guys did mm -hmm. that very well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you got around it and, you know, I hate it when people, you could tell they didn't have the budget to do a certain thing, but they mess it up. But you guys, like, gave a reason why she couldn't do these particular things. So it made sense and it kept the story flowing properly and it kept us, you know, engaged. 
So that was that was awesome, man. Uh, during the first of all, how long? Uh, I guess how many days did it take for you to film it? It took us uh, a little less than twelve days to film. Okay. So yeah, um, with that, uh, what was your favorite day on the set? Then? My favorite day. So uh, we shot uh, it room by room, right? So probably my favorite day was because the one location where we spent more days shooting than any other was the room she wakes up in. Yeah. That, and it was getting sort of, and after doing that for like, I think it was like three days we were doing that for, and it was starting to get like claustrophobic and crazy. <laughs> My favorite day was just when we were able to get out of that damn room and get into the rest of the cabin. Exactly right. I can feel you on that, man. I can feel you on that. So you you said did you did you rent the cabin or you knew somebody that had the cabin? Um, so I actually found it on Airbnb. Awesome, awesome. And you know, I'm glad to talk to you uh, off off the record and ask you some questions about that. So that's a good job that you nailed that, man. That's really cool. <laughs> Without giving anything away, uh, what will be your favorite scene? Um, so my favorite scene. Um... Well, there's a couple of them. I, I would have to say uh, from a pure filmmaking standpoint, when she initially wakes up and the way we shot it in yes. three different shots, a wide shot, a medium close up and then a, uh, a full close up and the way the and the way the close ups just get tighter and tighter as she starts to realize, OK, this guy is crazy. Mm-hmm. He's dangerous. I really yeah. did like that. And having. You know, I mean, the, the actress, Alyssa, she was so good. She could stare right directly into the camera lens and really, um, yeah, just really made you feel for her, get you on her side. Right. Yeah. And you guys did an excellent job as far as creating that emotion with the shots. Uh, some people, unfortunately, uh, dropped the ball on something uh, as easily as camera movement or camera placement or, you know, uh, but you guys did exactly that. That's why, you know, that emotion came out watching it and making her feel claustrophobic, making her feel like the room is coming in on her, making her feel like, yeah, the inevitable. I ain't going nowhere. He's going to kill me. I either going to die or fight my way out of this. Um, yeah. So I agree with you. I, I, I That would probably be one of the, the favorite things uh, about that mm-hmm. film. Uh, so, if you had the opportunity, so let me ask you this first. What is your favorite film or film franchise of all time? Uh, I could know. Um, I couldn't choose. I mean, I would have to, <laughs> you know, if I'm going to go for it, I say, you know, might as well be the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, that's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, film franchise, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I have a favorite. I mean, you know, it just diff- depends on what move I moved I'm in. You know, you've got the Lethal Weapon series, you've got the Die Hard series, you got mm-hmm. Back to the Future, um, the James Bond movies. Oh, I really yeah. like the Mission Impossible movies. You know, just yeah. um, I've seen every single Halloween movie, even though I know that <laughs> most of them aren't going to be very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially uh, to me, part uh, I guess that's five. Is it's either five or six, whichever one where she couldn't speak. Uh, that one is probably the weaker one to me. And it's like, mm, yeah. mm. but I still watch it and I still own it. 
You know, you gotta have mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you gotta have it. So well, let me ask you this then. If you have the opportunity with the budget, what uh film would you would you like to uh do a remake to? I'd like to do a remake of the blob. Dude, you are the man. I'm just letting you know you are the man. That's one of my favorite all-time films. I have the book, I have the DVD, I have the VHS. I'm with you. Let's get that done. Well, I mean, uh, you know, they already made a remake uh, in 1988. Uh, but We ain't uh, going to talk about that one. <laughs> that one was a big no-no. I mean, it was okay. It was a watchable, uh, but mine is pref- Steve McQueen. Oh, uh, yeah, where he's like, 35 years old and he's playing a teenager <laughs> a teenager yes <laughs> so it, it growing up uh i've always uh, like read monster magazines and monster books and stuff like that and the blob was one of my favorites so back in my school i don't know if you guys had it it was um uh the company was called uh hey what is it it's right here uh what is it krista morehouse or krista crystal it's a monster series, but uh, yeah, this is what it looks like. Oh, can you see it? Mm-hmm. So um, I used to read this book all the time, and it had all the class- classic movies and books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just constantly, I would say it's Chris Woodhouse, but I would constantly, you know, read them over and over and over and over and over again. And my wife got them for me. They're collectors now, and you can barely find them. Uh, but yeah, I was telling her about it. She's like, she never heard of it before. I'm like, oh my God, how you never heard of the blog? How you never heard of this book company? And so she went somewhere and she found them. So I had this one. I had uh, The Wolfman, Frankenstein, The Mad Scientist, The Invisible Man. Uh, I have all those really good classics. So yeah, the blog, I would love, absolutely love to remake this. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, with CGI now, you know, you'd be able to do anything. So mm-hmm. uh, what do you have coming up? What do I have coming up? Uh, well, I'm actually working on a book right now, a uh, nonfiction book. Um, that should be done uh, around December. Um, and then uh, after that, it depends. It depends on how much. So I'm also writing a screenplay for another movie. Okay. And as soon as I get reset paid off, like as soon as I get that paid off so I'm no longer in debt, I'm going to immediately start looking for financing for this other movie. Right. And then, uh, yeah, once that movie's made, uh, then see from there. <laughs> Sounds good, man. I love to see, you know, you're doing more than just, you know, doing your, your films and everything else. You actually have other outlets like being a well, really- or stuff like that. So. I don't really have a choice. It's going to take me a while before I get reset paid off. Um, <laughs> so you might as well I mean, find another alley, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, when I uh, made it, I assumed that it, I did it under the assumption that it wasn't going to make any money and that it would be worth it just to make a movie that a few people would see. Right. Um, so, you know, if I have to, I can pay it off with my day job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, but, yeah, and once it gets paid off, then yep, going right into making my next movie. I know that's right. You you definitely should even even a sequel. I don't know. You know, everybody loves sequels nowadays. <laughs> well, I have an idea for a sequel. Problem is, is that it would cost too much money. It would cost like a couple mil. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, we won't get. We ain't gonna get no loan for that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> We're gonna go door to door and ask for some money. We're not getting a loan for that. <laughs> nah. So I uh, um, get to the part of my uh, interview where we ask these random questions. Here's the book. It's called Three Thousand Questions okay. About Me. I found this at Target, and I, I thought it was like a journal or something. That I got to looking at it. They asked the most random questions ever I have ever. But it's, I thought it was really cool to you know put into the podcast because it adds random questions and really makes you think about things. So I'm um, start with you. Uh, let me get you in the front, in front of the book. Um, have you ever been whist whistled at in public? So have women uh, cat called you in public before? No, unfortunately, <laughs> no. Oh, well, I tell you what, I'm, well, you probably just hadn't heard them because I see you got the military uniforms in the back. And so mm -hmm. uh, women love men in uniforms. I'm quite sure they said something. <laughs> okay, so that may be true in areas where they hardly see men in uniform, but like I'm living in a military town. So like, <laughs> it's it it nothing to see, to see a bunch of guys, especially during the duty day, just walking around in uniform. So I think the novelty is worn off. <laughs> oh yeah yeah the newness ran out until some some new women move in there and then they was like hey <laughs> i can totally get that i totally get that let me get you one more in here let's see do what do you feel connected to spiritual what do you feel connected to spiritual see how random these questions are so i am a uh i'm i'm a lapsed i'm a lapsed jew uh-huh I'm trying to get back more into that, but I mean, it's a, it, you know, here's the thing. Christianity is a much easier religion to do. All you got to <laughs> do with Christianity is just go to church, like for a couple of hours on Sunday. And then, you know, just generally try to live a life uh, right, right, right. Know, that's considered valuable. But man, oh man, being Jewish, there's so many freaking rules. Oh man, I can't even imagine. And yeah, by you making a horror film, I, I'm sure they don't don't take too kindly to that. I mean that that's not uncommon, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, turns out there are a lot of that. Jews in the film industry. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, man, uh, I, I could totally dig it, man. Yeah, it, I mean it's good to be, I guess, grounded in something. You know what I mean? Believe in something, and if that's going to make you, you know what I'm saying, make you a better person, then I'm all for it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but I, like I said, I really appreciate you, man, coming on and taking the time out and speaking with us. Um, as far as you've been a military man, uh, I want to say thank you for your sacrifice and protecting our country and myself. You know, really appreciate you doing that, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So uh, any, whenever you do your next film, uh, like I said, please feel free to send those to us or whatever you want uh, uh, the people to see. Send me the link and I'll definitely add it on in our description. Uh, so, like I said, thanks again. Uh, and thank you, Shari Flaherty, uh, for connecting us. We really appreciate that. Shari is amazing. Uh, yes, she, she is. I swear she's the one of the hardest working people I ever made in my life. I'm in Indianapolis and I have to be at work at seven o'clock and she's already up and done, did four hours of work already. <laughs> so I'm like, and she's in Vegas. So it's like three hours behind me. And she's already <laughs> put in three, four hours of work. So Shari, thank you very much for all your hard work you're doing, especially for independent people like you, uh, David, and uh, everybody else we uh, she has on for us. So if you guys have a suggestion, 
uh, or if you know of an indie filmmaker you'd like to suggest, email us at indieflixpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram under indieflixpodcast at gmail.com. I'm, I'm reading this daggone thing on here and it's messing me up. But yes, uh, find Shari Flaherty on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook as well as David Sumner and find his movie Reset. Oh my God, you will not regret it. I, I'm going to tell you right now, David, it, it Shari always sends us movies and they're always good. They're always good. And I appreciate her doing that. And so when she sends us the film this time, she sent me reset. I'm like, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh man, this is, I hate to do it, man. This is not going to be good as I continue to watch it. I was so pleasantly surprised. So pleasantly surprised that this movie was really going to be good. And I had fun watching it. So well, thank- I appreciate I'm sorry. Go well, ahead. I'm glad. That's why I made it. <laughs> I didn't make it for the money. <laughs> and you know, and that just lets you know you have passion for the industry. So that's really awesome. So thanks you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week.